0: Lucas Hope, Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations.
1: Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our topic for today, what is the mind? Before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust, and the Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey also wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. The trained mind is regarded as the highest expression of which humanity is capable. It is viewed entirely as a personality, and the possibility of there being something which can use the mind as the mind in its turn uses the physical brain is overlooked. Last time we were talking about the emotions. How do they relate to a trained mind?
0: Uh A trained mind is one that can rise above the emotions and not be dominated by them. For too many people, uh, they may think that they are thinking, but in fact they are reacting, they are uh, expressing purely emotional force and not really in touch with the mental realm of ideas at all. And I think this opening thought from Alice Bailey suggests that when she says the mind is viewed entirely as a personality as if it's an entity unto itself and as if the personality uh, which is separate from all other personalities uh, characterizes the mind and yet in the spiritual view of the ageless wisdom the mind is a vehicle and it's the means by which communication takes place From mind to mind. In other words, when we say, um, I know my own mind or uh, "I, I act on my own mind as if the gates have come down and I am entirely in charge of it, that's not really accurate because the mind is the means by which we receive from other minds and by which we transmit thoughts, ideas into human consciousness. It's a wonderful instrument for service if we really understood and understood it as a mechanism for the soul, the higher self.
2: Right, and I think there is some confusion today, um, at least in, in light of what we understand here of the es- of the esoteric uh, approach to the mind from the Eastern teachings. In in uh, this part of the world, in the scientific community, there is, I believe, still the uh, Belief that the brain and the mind are one and the same, and uh, they are not really according to the Eastern teachings. And uh, these um, Eastern teachings of the, uh, the, like the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, have been around for thousands of years, and they have been applying these teachings for in the Hindu (laughs) traditions for thousands of years. So they they have come up with the, the realization that the mind is like a template. It's like a sensitive plate. Uh, it's like an instrument. It's referred to in the teachings as simply an instrument that uh, registers either whatever comes through it from above the soul in the, from the position of the soul or from below from the personality life through all the five senses. All of those information that comes through the senses is Synthesized and uh, related in the mind. So it is that view of the mind that um, we are talking about today. <clears throat> and the mind and the brain are two individual separate uh, organs.
0: That reminds me of what you're saying of Hamersholt, Doug Hammerscholl, the former uh, Secretary General of the United Nations. He wrote a book, kind of a, a collection of, um, of spiritual realizations that one might keep in a notebook or a journal. It's called Markings. And he wrote in his book, You Are Merely the Lens. And that reminds me of what you're saying about the mind being um, like a photographic plate, as if uh, it's a, a receiving station, but also a lens through which light uh, can pass. It's not a, a warehouse where things are stored up. On, it's not only that, but a lens through which ideas, energies, spiritual realizations are transmitted into human consciousness. Does that, well, does that relate to what you're saying?
2: Yes, they make the, also the analogy of, of the, the mind being similar to the eye, the human eye. Mm-hmm. The eye is a, uh, a lens, essentially. Uh, it receives light from outside uh, information <clears throat> comes through the lens it doesn't interpret what it sees it just transmits and uh, that uh, the interpretation it goes further back in the mind in the in the brain and so the mind is in a way similar to the to the lens of the eyes mm-hmm. and uh, it, it uh, receives, the um, information coming from the inner inner planes, the more subtle planes, from the soul, and um, also, as I said before, from the information coming from the five senses.
0: There's another way to work with that idea also, and it has to do with the human being's place in the great chain of being uh, through which the plan of God works out For our planet, humanity is just one kingdom in a chain of being that includes the lower and the higher kingdoms, the spiritual hierarchy of the realized, uh, liberated beings who have passed through the human stage, humanity itself, and then what we call the lower kingdoms of animal, vegetable, and mineral. In all this evolutionary progression, Humanity is said to be the middle or mediating kingdom, and we find the clue to what that means, what we're supposed to mediate, in the real Sanskrit origin of the word man, which is from the Sanskrit word manas, meaning one who thinks. And I find a relation between that and what you're saying in realizing that the human mind is supposed to be a transmitter, a receiving station and a lens through which God's plan can be transmitted into the world and work out in man's relationship to the lower kingdoms. We're supposed to serve them. We're supposed to be stewards of our planet. And when we look at the um evolution or the environmental today. I think we have to realize we have viewed the planet as uh, something for our plundering rather than for our stewardship. We've interrupted that flow of um, energy in the chain of being by not realizing we're supposed to be mediating from above to below, and that requires the mind.
2: Right, and it's that uh, kind of middle path That is the mind and the middle path that, in other words, the mind has to be awakened and it has to be aware and when it is awakened and aware, then one begins to uh, make uh, contact with the inner path, the inward way towards the soul and it is the mind that is the mediating stage through which which makes all this happen. Mm -hmm. Until the mind is awake, until it is illuminated and can it is sensitive enough to register the uh, inflowing ideas and impressions from the soul then uh, there is no awareness perhaps even of the soul
0: there's a very interesting um, religious or spiritual connotation to that the Christ principle is the soul uh, that dwells within every human being Christ himself is the perfect embodiment of what all of us are intended to become. And so that very controversial statement in the New Testament when Christ said, No man cometh unto the Father except by me, has been interpreted to mean everybody has to become a Christian and be baptized and be saved by Jesus. That's one interpretation. Those people who believe it that's their privilege and I'm not arguing against their interpretation but there's another way of looking at that statement no man cometh unto the Father except by me is to say no one can make contact with or be absorbed by pure spirit which is the Father God without passing through the progression of the soul which is the Christ principle and that's the purpose of the mind. The the Christ principle is equated with what the Ageless Wisdom calls the Son of Mind. The mind is our our doorway, our gate to the higher realm of pure spirit.
2: Yes, in fact, in, in the uh, Ageless Wisdom teachings, it sh- tells us that the the soul, on its own plane of existence, is located on the higher mind. Mm-hmm. And it is located in in this mind. the spine. The mental plane is subdivided into seven subplanes, and this gets a little complicated. But uh, uh, there is a lower mind, concrete mind, which is we use in everyday thinking. The analytical mind, and then there is the higher mind, which is on the higher, more refined reaches of the mental plane. And that's where the soul is located. It has its point of anchorage. And then in the middle, there is this sun of mine, the middle stage. And that's where uh, the next, that's kind of the next stage of awakening and awareness that uh, humanity is, uh, must experience in order to really uh, bring forth this Christ, uh, Christ principle.
0: You can see from that how the materialistic culture that we live in works against this uh, opening up of the mind because so much of our way of life is focused on terra firma, on matter, on acquiring lots and lots of material stuff and making sure it's in peak working condition and uh, reflecting everything to us uh, of what we desire out of life. That's just the concrete mind and the Western Human being has learned to work very well on that plane. We've developed a technology and a uh, an ability to maintain health and and uh, create organizations and schools and many wonderful things. But that's just part of the mind and this inner abstract aspect to the mind that is the uh, point of liberation into divine consciousness has too too often been ignored. We're told by Alice Bailey, her opinion is that the Eastern um, spiritual mentality has totally emphasized the abstract mind at the expense of paying attention to the outer realm. And they've suffered as a result of that inattentiveness to the world of form. Both are needed. And uh, this is all. these are all aspects of the mind.
1: For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. And our topic for today, what is the mind? And I would like to once again reach out to you guys. Uh, you've been uh, very supportive of us, and somehow we are, have been able to um, hang on week by week. Um, WOR has been very uh, helpful, giving us like little micro contracts, but uh, it's been tough. Uh, you guys have been coming through, though, and you've answered our for help, and uh, you've been donating, but uh, we would like to get to some point of security where we could uh, guarantee that we're going to stay on for a good solid year, or in some cases we've done two years, and it gives us, uh, when we have that kind of um, funding, uh, it certainly gives us a sense of uh, relief and security, and we just march on and do our shows, and, and we have that kind of mental security that uh, is good for us and helps us to do even a better show, and and also, I think what's more important is eliminating these advertisements where you have to hear about us uh, uh, reaching out for your support, but these are uh, difficult economic times and we realize that um, uh, that although many of you are out there, uh, that, uh, that you're really suffering through these economic times that seem to be so challenging, but you've been donating and we've uh, been able to stay on. I don't know how long that's going to continue, but um, please uh, continue with your support if you can. You certainly can understand if you're not able to, but uh, that's what helps keep us on the air. So give us a call. And, uh, well, actually, uh, not even a call. If you want to donate, it's probably best uh, just to send your donations. They are tax deductible. Send them to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's uh, Lucis Trust, Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, one, zero, 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 five. And as I have mentioned before, probably our greatest dream um, is to have uh, these shows underwritten by a uh, corporation. Actually, you know, it's been the individual small donations that totaling them up have really been uh, primarily responsible for us staying on the air. Once in a while we do get some nice donations that are quite big. But the smaller donations have really been the driving force in keeping this on. But uh, if there is a corporation or some wealthy individual uh, out there who would like to underwrite the show, that is pay for the whole show week after week, we would certainly uh, uh, mention your name and we would give accolades to you and I think you would uh, be doing a lot for humanity in the sense that um, you would be helping in your own way to, um, with our message and that is uh, developing the divinity within your own being and reaching a point of consciousness where um, divine values are being applied and uh, we think that the kingdom of God is within you, as Scripture says in, in so many books, uh, but it, right values have to be uh, developed, and it becomes really the kingdom of right consciousness, uh, which is then applied to outside life. So give us a, a, a call if you want to also, if you'd like to call us about any question whatsoever. Give us a call at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. That's a toll free number, 1 866 695 8247. The easy way to remember it is 1 866 1-866-NY-LUCIS. That's 1 866 New York LUCIS. Uh, all of our inside programs can be heard on our website at www, excuse me, www.lucistrust.org. On the homepage, you'll find the link to today's program, which will be available for a hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. That's www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website so that you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. And uh, you can also buy the works of Alice Bailey. We have... uh, uh, you can purchase all 24 books from us at the same time, whereupon you would get a uh, significant discount. Or you can buy them piecemeal, one book after another. And uh, most people start with the autobiography of Alice Bailey or the book Ponder on This, which is an overview of uh, all 24 uh, books that are abridged. Um, our topic for today what is the mind? And um, I really thought I knew until I started reading the books of Alice Bailey. you
0: uh, know, we totally <laughs> befuddled everybody. Yeah, it's, it's much, well, it's I think it's much more
1: interesting this way, that uh, mm. to hear that the uh, mind has so many levels to it and uh, they function in different ways. So maybe we can continue with that now.
0: Yes, um, the, the abstract mind uh, is interesting to um, consider. I've been told that, uh, for example, the French educational system it gives much more emphasis to the abstract mind. Children are uh, taught throughout their early years of education to learn to reason and to deal with abstract philosophical questions and I have seen this in my French friends that they're perfectly comfortable uh, dealing with, with ideas, with concepts on a purely conceptual level. I don't know in the American system if that's so emphasized. I do remember in my own education years ago that um, one of my instructors would write a thought for the day on the blackboard. One of the students would be uh, picked to read it out loud, and then we would spend just a couple of minutes talking about what it meant and what it implied. And I loved that, because it was a chance to philosophize and think about the meaning of life and the big questions, which I guess my... Fifteen-year-old mind enjoyed. I don't know if schools still do that, but the abstract mind is the ability to see patterns and deeper meanings. What else?
2: Right, and that—that's the uh, really the objective behind the higher mind is the uh, to to be able to see behind the the outer form and see the patterns that are emerging and that are actually the 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 source or the cause of the forms that we see in the world, source of our own selves, for a matter of fact. And uh, there is this new stage, it's a more subtle stage of thinking, and the higher and the deeper one goes, the less of the really concrete mind comes into play. And in fact, uh, there are Techniques of meditation that uh, help to <coughs> develop this very capacity. Until we reach the up the beyond even the abstract mind to the in pure intuition, we don't really understand. I think today what the intuition really is. We we call these hunches that we have or these um, inspirations to be intuitive intuitions and uh, it's much more than that because true intuition is more of a reflective type of thinking and it's not this analytical (coughs) type of thinking that we are engaged in on a daily basis it doesn't require analytical thought it requires pure quiet reflective thought on the whole idea and it's, it, it, it's information that comes through this kind of thinking that one develops the capacity to see the, the past, the present, and the future all in one.
0: Too often I think people think of the intuition as something that belongs to women who we all know are so emotional they can hardly think, and so they just live through their, their feelings and they are intuitive, and once in a while they get something right. But the spiritual intuition... I'm being sarcastic, people. I don't really believe that. The the, uh, true intuition in a spiritual sense is the ability to register the plan, to register it instantaneously, whole and complete. It's the razor-like aspect of consciousness, but it requires a well-prepared mind. And the best example I ever saw of that was a mathematics professor at Princeton, I think, who had been trying to figure out the solution to Fermat's theorem, which is a mathematical uh, conundrum that uh, great mathematicians have been dealing with for years, years and years, without being able to solve. And he had been working on it for years and years and years. And then one day he said he was sitting in his study up in the upper... Uh, the attic of his home where he worked and simply sat back in his chair to rest his thoughts for a moment and the solution came to him, whole and complete. And it turned out the experts checked it out and found that it really was the answer. He had really received it. But he had spent years, years in school, years becoming a mathematician, and then more years working with this theorem. Then suddenly the the answer entered his mind, but the field was well prepared.
2: Right, and as you say, he, he leaned back in his chair and relaxed, and that opened the mind up
0: yeah.
2: for this idea to get through. The problem is with the thinking and the concrete level of analytical thought gets in the way, and we... Uh, I think we make the mistake of, of thinking, well, gee, I've, I've got to really think this problem through and we think and think and think and all of this sets up a, a pattern of resistance for these more subtle thoughts to get through. And that's why, the, as you say, it needs to be a prepared mind and prepared through like s- techniques of meditation, which... Uh, are developed through quiet reflection absolute quiet reflection and not this uh, deep uh, analytical thought and it's in those moments that uh, higher inspiration suddenly comes through
0: another way to develop this um, higher uh, aspect of the mind is to try to think in terms of the larger whole, to not be just focused on one's own little realm, one's own world, one's own ideas, one's own little tiny portal, if one were a ship at sea, looking out through one of those little tiny portals onto the great ocean, but standing on the upper deck of the ship and seeing the whole the whole um, seascape from horizon to horizon, that comes through cultivating a realization that one is a tiny fragment of a whole. That has a way of opening up the mind and letting, giving access to the, the higher uh, abstract and intuitive realms.
2: And we also have to remember, too, that um, there is, in addition to the mind principle, there is the thinker, the one who is doing the thinking and the reflecting. That is the being, that is the higher self, the, the soul within, that is doing the thinking. That is who you are, really. And the mind is, as it says in the teachings, it has no personality of its own. It is you who are using this.
0: It's this, our servant.
2: Right. And it's it's the it's this sheath of energy that interpenetrates the brain and therefore registers eventually on the brain.
0: Remember your mother saying if you would just think... She
1: was right. You can call to get a general package of information uh, on a toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. LUCIS LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. It's 1-866-think-of-New-York-LUCIS. Additionally, you can get a great deal of information about Lucius Trust and the Amos Bailey work, and the way you can do that is by keying into our website at www.luciustrust.org. And also, you can um, find out about more. You can find our archive library of inter-site programs that have all aired on the station. Once again, the website www.luciustrust.org. On the homepage, you'll find the link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. And at this point, I'd like to say to you that you've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Morning, sleepy. Guess you want
1: McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, How'd you know? You're sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: You just did it. No, I didn't. No McDonald's?
1: I could use my cafe latte.
0: There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
1: How do you not hear that?